breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One seven FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. And in studio with us this morning, honored to have Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith. Wayne, you brought the big guns in, too, this morning. We've got Sergeant Angie Wilhite in here with you and Captain Janice Daly. Good morning, ladies. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. I, I felt it uh, uh, appropriate to bring the mastermind behind all the planning of the Mardi Gras Parade, which is Captain Daly, and she's done a wonderful job. And this is our biggest event for the area, and it's quite a bit of details. And right. It takes a lot of work. Well, uh, when one thing everybody's wondering about, uh, like schedule on road closures and, and whatnot. So I'm, I'm sure all that's mapped out. Absolutely. Go ahead, Captain. Captain? It is. We will do our hard road closures beginning at 1230 on Saturday. So that'll be Clyde Fant south from Milam, Shreveport Barksdale, East Kings Highway, all, all your major roads that always close. Captain, typically those have kind of staggered, like you close the parkway a little earlier and then Shreveport-Barksdale a little bit later than that, and then East King. That's all going to be 1230 this time. We will actually start closing at noon. We are clo- calling hard closure at oh. 1230. Okay. <clears throat> and that means um, no vehicles of any sort on the roadway, um, bicycles, uh, mopeds, four-wheelers. What is, what is and is not allowed? Bicycles, anything that is non-motorized is allowed. If it's got a motor, go-karts, four-wheelers, ATVs, golf carts, those things are not allowed, as well as your typical vehicles that ride up and down the roadway. Electric? No. <laughs> no, 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 no I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, a lot yeah, of people yeah. have like, like the, sure. those one wheels and the right. you know, uh, electric vehicles that they scoot around on. That's not allowed either. No, sir. Okay. Okay, typically you have also shut... Um, not allowed vehicles to camp out um, the night before on the, along the parkway. You've said you ha- you can't show up out there on the parkway till seven a.m. Is that still kind of the rule? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so seven a.m. is when you can start gathering your space. Can you go out any time before then and mark off a space? You can do that, but we're going to pull that stuff up and discard it. So we would encourage you not to do that and waste your waste your energy. Okay, good to know. Pull it up and discard it. Yes, exactly. So 7 a.m. is the go time. Now, on private property, I can set up whenever I want. Absolutely. That's my business. Absolutely. Um, but along the duck pond where people have rented those spaces? That is by permit only, and they can set up... Most of those wait and set up Saturday, but they can set up when they want to as long as they have their permit. Okay, gotcha. Now, what is... But, but no camping out, even with the permit. No, we, no camping out, not, not on those spaces. Right. Correct, yes, sir. What can I bring and not bring to the parade? What are some of the things? Chief, do you have a list of... of I know you can bring your pets... Uh, no, no, no glass bottles or containers are allowed uh, on the parade route. Uh, no one can cross parade barricades uh, or to secure uh, barricades that are over there. Uh, no dangerous objects or silly string. Okay. Uh, no concealed carry, carrying of firearms. Uh, no one may throw anything at the float. Thank you. Large flags and banners are allowed within 
are not allowed within 50 feet of the parade route. Or no underage possession of alcohol, violators will be arrested. No public nudity will be tolerated, violators will be arrested. No ATVs, side-by-side, dirt bikes, other motorized recreational vehicles are allowed on any public property along the parade route. This includes the grass area along Clyde Fan Memorial Parkway and city streets. Violators will be subject to citation, arrest, or the vehicles towed. Okay, security. You're bringing in teams from other places. Can you tell us who's coming in, how many extra forces you're going to have, and what they will be doing? We'll have in excess of our 300 officers from the Shreveport Police Department, uh, the Shreveport uh, City Marshal's Office, the Louisiana State Police, the Caddo Parish Sheriff's Department, uh, Louisiana Parole and Probation Officers will be coming in from throughout the state uh, to help us out. And officers will be utilizing their patrol cruisers, horses, motorcycles, uh, foot patrols to ensure the public safety because, of course, uh, the public safety is our top priority. We'll be utilizing uh, uh, our cameras uh, along the route. Uh, our mobile command vehicles will be set up at Stone Avenue and Clyde Fent Parkway in the Shreve City parking lot, in the uh, uh, Super One food parking lot on Shreveport Barksdale Highway, and on East Kings Highway around the Duck Pond. And the Shreveport Fire Department, of course, will be present uh, at stationary locations and uh, moving throughout the parade route. Chief, a lot of us think that the officers that you're bringing in, probation, they're just going to be at those road barriers, you know, blocking, watching traffic. But you're saying, no, they're going to actively be patrolling uh, make an arrest if necessary. They're going to do it all, all that your guys are doing. That's exactly right. Our, our main intent to begin with was to have people participating in this parade who had uh, jurisdictional authority in our area uh, were are able to do exactly the same thing as uh, Shreveport police officers would be able to do. We know we're expecting rain, uh, unfortunately. Does does that change any of your plans? And, and do you have a contingency to move everything indoors? No, we do not. Uh, <laughs> everyone has been... Uh, Sorry, uh, Chief. That's all right. That's all right. Won't you find that building we, for we, us? Come, <laughs> we come prepared for the, the worst-case scenarios. Right. So, uh, everyone uh, on our crew has been informed to bring your raincoat, bring your umbrella, whatever it takes. But that bring brings up an interesting point. Could it be, is it too late to bump this whole thing to Sunday? Well, that's not a decision for me to make. I could, you, could you man it on we, Sunday? Uh, I don't know. I doubt it because we... You've got so many law enforcement coming in from... Right. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. And they've made their schedules and they plan to be here early Saturday morning. So it's a lot of logistics behind the scene to make this happen. So we're set to go. Are any of y'all, pretend like we're not on the radio, are any, are any of y'all whispering, oh, go rain, go rain? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, you know, this is a big, big event. Uh, uh, it's very exciting for our area. Uh, it has an economic impact on our area. Me personally, I have people that travel from Houston, Texas, and other places to come in for the parade. So I'm excited about it and happy to see it uh, uh, take place. Biggest crime concerns for the parade i know i've i've ridden in the parade for years i've been going to it for years it's young people drinking um what's your message to mom and dad today about you know you're sending your 12 your 13 your 14 year olds down there and 
they're doing things probably they shouldn't be doing. How do you keep, how do you keep that from happening? I ask for uh, parents to be very mindful of the conduct of your, your children. It's not always what they do in your presence. It's more so what they do outside of your presence. So do your very best to keep your uh, young people within sight, within your purview. Um, let them know the dangers of uh, alcohol or anything else that is a behavior-altering substance that can turn out very critical. Captain, the, the start time of 2.45, it's kind of a game-changer in that it looks like it's all going to be done before nightfall, right? Yes, ma'am, and that was, that was the purpose in working with the crews to get that time is to try to keep it safer by finishing before dark. Will that help with regard to, and I don't know, this is, this is in y'all's realm, not mine. Will that help with the, the criminal element seems to get a little busier when it's dark, when it's nighttime? Is that true or not, not quite? Well, that is, that is true uh, uh, in a sense. What seemed to happen as time goes on, it allows more time for people to get agitated, to get involved with each other, to allow uh, substances to influence your decision. So the parade gets more and more. I guess rowdy, rowdy yeah. as it Great goes on. Right. Yeah. Now, would will you be using some of the officers from the African American Parade in the morning for the afternoon Mardi Gras parade? Are they kind of doing double duty or no? No, ma'am. Thankfully, to Louisiana Probation and Parole and Louisiana State Police, they gave us enough officers for the African American History Parade that. Those who work the African-American History Parade do not have to then try to make their way to Centaur. They will go on about their regular duties. Okay. That's, a, that's great to hear. So we'll, ha we'll have, you know, there are a lot of people that think, oh, we're using all our officers for the parade. Who's watching the rest of the city? We'll still have decent coverage around the rest of the city. The city still will be covered. Uh, our normal patrol allotments will still be there. We're going to take a real quick break. You guys hang with us for just a second. Sure. We'll be back. Chief Wayne Smith, also uh, Captain Janice Daly, Andrew Wilhite in studio, Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710keel.com. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. In studio, Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith, Captain Janice Daly, who's kind of in charge of logistics for Mardi Gras for this weekend. Uh, also, Sergeant Angie Wilhite in studio with Mike and McCarty. We have had in previous months, we're going to talk crime stats with you too. We can keep you for a while, huh? That's fine. Okay. Um, we have had, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, we have had some episodes at a couple of the parades where things, there was gunplay and that kind of thing. What do you tell your officers with regard to what to watch out for as people start fighting or getting rowdy? That's when it could escalate. Um, are they going to intervene as quickly as possible? And people that are on the route that see people fighting, should they call 911? They should report it to us as soon as possible. Uh, one thing that we are emphasizing this year, all officers will be wearing their reflective vests, which will enable uh, the public to see you a lot better and uh, for police officers to see each other a lot better. Uh, this year, we're going to be monitoring the parade more with uh, uh, cameras. The people monitoring those cameras hopefully will be able to see that which officers can't see, 
when things are getting hazardous and we can respond immediately to it before anything ever happens. So these are existing cameras that are already up or are we putting up new ones? Everything you said is correct. <laughs> Always correct. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. What, what is your message to the, and I know been in both chairs, so uh, what is your message to the crews as they roll down the street Sometimes, you know, you have the, the dad holding up his little daughter right there beside your float, and you're just so tempted to give that little girl a teddy bear. It really is best for the crews to throw back to the crowd rather than right up front because that's when we get people hurt. It is. We're encouraging people to uh, maintain a safe distance away from the float. Don't get too close. It seems every year the, it, it, the, the crowd is like next to the floats. There's no barricades keeping the crowds off the street. It swells as the uh, floats get to yeah. where the people are. People seem to, you know, move a little mm -hmm. bit closer. And that's very, very dangerous. It, really it actually is. is. It really you, is. you think they're moving slowly, but the problem is those drivers can't see generally along the side no. if, if a child falls or runs under to get a bead or a right piece of gum they could get crushed absolutely easily. you are so correct captain the the family area and the no throw areas are, are explain about those for people who are new this is kind of their first year at mardi gras so family areas on clyde fent from the, the railroad bridge down to east stoner avenue and it is geared toward our families that attend there's no no alcohol no drinking it should be a little calmer for lack of a better word mm -hmm. and then our no throw areas are of course underneath the railroad bridge as we go over the stoner avenue overpass we make the turn onto shreveport barksdale what we call the s curve and then when we transition from shreveport barksdale onto east kings highway those are all no throw areas and they will be marked with no throw signs so that you know don't hang out there thinking you're going to get a lot of good stuff. Right. So, you can you can be there all by yourself and enjoy yes. just kind of mm -hmm. chilling and watching the crowd but if yes. you want stuff you're going to have to move. Um, you know, the Mardi Gras parades are very unique to me. Uh, I look forward to each year getting a trinket or something that I hadn't got before. I got a collection of them, and I like to see things, different things. That's very cool. Parade rolling at 245. He's got hot dogs from 2002 <laughs> that he yes, saved. I yes, I do. <laughs> they throw some cool stuff at some of these parades. Can we shift gears a minute and talk crime stats? Because I saw... Um, Assistant Chief White uh, go before the council. You were in a task force meeting, I that believe. Is correct. And he presented the crime stats. And though violent crime numbers uh, do appear to be up in some categories, a lot of our numbers are down. And it's kind of so it's kind of misleading. Yes, it really is. Uh, well, we look at total crimes and we look at them individually in particular categories. And the, the crime that were up in the categories were our property crimes that really drove our total crime numbers up. Uh, things related to automobiles, automobile theft, theft from uh, automobiles, uh, uh, some burglaries, that's the numbers that were driving our total numbers up. But in many uh, of the categories of our violent crimes, they were actually down, with the exception of homicides. Right, okay. What what can you do with regard? I mean, we had a rash of car break-ins here over the weekend. I mean, dozens of them. I'm I'm told. Um, what can you do about that? I mean, the, some of them were at these hotels where I know there's cameras. And what can you do about those kind of things? And have has has anybody been caught uh, with those? There are random acts uh, that occur periodically. 
uh, and we are targeting those particular random acts. Uh, we have some strategies that's beginning to take place uh, soon and hope to catch some of these vandals. And I won't tell you exactly what it is, but we're working on some things that we think is going to help. I heard a report recently. New Orleans is down like 1,000 officers. They, they need just over 2,000, which means they're at half staff, basically. Goodness. And I know we're down, is it 200? No, no, uh, about 150 is what, what we're doing. Oh, well, that's much better. Yeah, but our recruiting efforts are, uh, are really, really beginning to pay off. Some uh, great incentives have been put into place that we feel is going to help to reduce those numbers. Excellent. Because that's, that, I mean, basically, that's the bottom line. We need manpower. We need man with the, uh, I was going to ask you about the open container uh, ordinance that was just recently uh, <coughs> Ram running through uh, city council. Be nice. Um, I, I was. <coughs> I cleared my throat. Um, you're <laughs> Thank you, Janice. Um, you know, we, one of your concerns is we don't have personnel to enforce this down in the entertainment district. With more, you can do more. With less, you know, you, you do less. Right. But we're going to do the best that we can with what we have to work with. Uh, the staff and I have already been talking about uh, what we need, our first steps, uh, to try to make that a, a secure venue. So we'll do the best we can. Can you stay with us? I want to talk recruiting. I want to talk a little bit more about downtown, too, when we get sure. back. If that's cool. Cool. Local news next in studio with uh, Chief Wayne Smith. Also, Captain Janice Daly, Sergeant Angie Wilhite, Michael McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710Q. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith, also Captain Janice Daly, Sergeant Angie Wilhite in studio with Mike and McCarty. We've got some more details on Mardi Gras we want to cover, including some parking issues. We'll talk about that right after the break. 1017 FM, 710 Kiel. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith along with Captain Janice Daly, Sergeant Angie Wilhite in studio, Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Kiel. Well, probably not expecting the crowds that beautiful weather would bring out, but uh, traditionally parking, especially in the neighborhoods, um, has always been an issue. How are you guys addressing this to sure. keep the streets clear for fire trucks moving down some of these more narrow streets? Absolutely. Attendees are planning to park in the Broadmoor area toward the end of the parade should obey all traffic and parking signs. And remember, not to block residential driveways. Officers will be posted at various locations along the parade route. It is vital, as you said, that emergency vehicles be able to access residential streets. Therefore, parking ordinances will be strictly enforced. Violated vehicles are subject to be towed. Restricted parking allowed on residential streets on Albany Avenue, to Patton Avenue. Some streets allow parking only on one side mm -hmm. okay. uh, while others uh, uh, allow it on both sides. So please be mindful of that. Look for parking signs. Remember that the streets must remain clear for emergency vehicle. Violators' vehicles are subject to be towed 
at their own expense. And there are handicapped parking uh, that is designated also mm-hmm. for this event. Handicapped parking is available at, at the uh, East Kings Highway Park, uh, known as the Duck Pond, at Veteran Memorial uh, Park on Clyde Fan Parkway, and at Atlantic Avenue at East Kings Highway. A handicapped parking tag or placard uh, to be visible is necessary to gain access. Some other safety tips, too, with regard to people that want to cook out there or they want to have a fire pit going. What are some of the rules with regard to um, if you're cooking out there or you, you want a fire pit going? Uh, you need to extinguish your own fire before you leave. Don't leave it for us to clean it up. Don't dump your coals or... You know, you that seems like it would be common sense, mm-hmm. well, you but you have so. to tell people, don't you? <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Uh, so, so try to help us all. Um, do not leave your children unattended. Designate a meet- <laughs> meeting place in the event you find yourself accidentally separated from your children or other family members. That's really important. Very tell your important. kids, see this street sign. If you get lost, come back to this sign or whatever. Yeah. E- each year at each of our uh, command locations, we end up with, with lost children that can't find their parents or parents coming up saying, I can't find mm. my child. And thank goodness we're always able to get everyone back, uh, you know, reunited. Do not fight or struggle over the beads. We, <laughs> we run across that from year to year. They're so Give valuable, yeah. Give it yes. up. Oh. Wait for the next one. Uh, keep a safe distance from the floats. That's, that's very important, extremely important. Because as has been said earlier, the driver up there, he can't see back there what's going on. Mm-hmm. Now you, do, yeah, you do have to have your fire pit. You can't just put some bricks down and light a fire down there on the duck pond. You no. have to have a, uh, what do you call it? A it, has, it has to be contained. It has to be in a container of some sort. Some a sort fire of fire pit, pit. okay. A grill. An igloo. Yeah. No, <laughs> not a plastic igloo, Martindale. <laughs> help us to help you. Get yeah. the environmental people out. Right. Uh, he's banned from the parades now. Can we put that out? Put that out. That he's banned because the fire trucks they need to get through, and they, and they don't need to be coming putting out these little fires. And if you're lighting a fire right there at the duck pond, you're damaging the damaging city property. Absolutely, you are. Absolutely okay. You are. Let's switch gears for a minute because I, I promised you guys we need to talk about recruiting again. Um, there are a lot of folks listening that have children or grandchildren that might be perfect for SPD. Um, what's the recruiting process now? And you do have some signing bonuses, I believe, in place for recruits. Is that where we're headed? Some great things are beginning to take place uh, beginning here today, as a matter of fact. Uh, do have a, a signing bonus uh, after a person is with us for a year. They'll get half of that stipend, and I believe... Uh, on the second year, they get the other part. See, now that's smart. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. smart. Don't pay them, and then they're here for six months, and then, you know, move on. I need to get, we're going to get, we got to get two years out of you to make, you know, the effort worthwhile. Good. But uh, it is attracting uh, new prospective candidates, so we're looking forward to that and other incentives uh, to help us get our numbers back where we'd like them to be. You are going to other cities, I understand, too, and to try to recruit what do you call them, lateral moves? Absolutely. And is that working? Uh, yes, we're, we're seeing a lot of interest in that, which is going to significantly uh, shorten the process. Right. If you're already post-certified and recognized by Louisiana somewhere else, well, we can cut you know at least 12 weeks of that police academy possibly out of that process, and you can come right to work. 
and the council just recently approved another pay increase for police officers. Um, how close are we now to, to offering pay that is comparable to other communities around us? Well, to be frank, Lonis, I don't know if you ever get caught up because uh, the minute you give an incentive, someone else gives an incentive. But we're moving in that direction slowly but surely. Chief, Angie, I'm not sure who's the best to answer. Who makes a good police officer? Somebody listening that thinks, nah, I don't know that I could do that. Um, who makes a great police officer? Someone, I believe, whose heart uh, is focused on helping people, being a part of a positive solution that brings about a positive change, doing for others that which they can't do for you, do for themselves. Mm -hmm. And you also offer, I know people don't, don't even think about this, you have a great benefits package, oh, we uh, do. retirement package, et cetera, right? Ab absolutely. Uh, educational benefits if uh, you've attended institutions of higher learning. Uh, <clears throat> and that's something that you get uh, every month. Even educational insist assistance. Once you're here, uh, we, the city of Shreveport, will help you to go back to college and get your education. So we have some great benefits, obviously, that, uh, in my opinion, uh, is greater than many other places. Before we let you go, can I ask you a personal question? Absolutely. It's about me. Uh, it's all about always about me, right, Mikey? Not a uh, yes, that's the, why the queen sign yeah, is behind you. I understand. Uh, earlier one morning this week, four fifteen in the morning, I'm driving down Night Street. I see a pickup truck with a couple of guys. Looked like they were ne'er do wells, not not a up to no good. Um, it's four fifteen in the morning, and I'm thinking, do I call nine one one? Do I not call nine? I called nine one one. And they're near one of the city facilities. Yeah, they're near the Spar facility, right there by the Walmart mm -hmm. Night Street. And I thought, they're either they're digging through the dumpster, getting stuff out, or they're stealing something. Sure. Called 911. Should I have done that? Absolutely. And okay. just shaking her head yes for any, those anytime, watching the radio. Anytime yes. you feel that your safety uh, is in jeopardy, you well, lie. my safety wasn't in jeopardy. I'm driving my car. But, you know, but I'm thinking they might be stealing stuff. And I, somebody needs to know, I guess. Sure. Sure. But am I wasting your officer's time if they drive no, out? And these are okay. No, ma'am, not. I felt not at terrible all. about it not about calling, but all. I was curious. Well, good, I feel better now. Mm. That shows you concern so, for your community. Okay. And, and that is one of the locations uh, where there will be an eye in the sky. This oh, weekend. oh, good, good to know. Absolutely. See, the fact that I told you it was okay yeah. didn't make you feel better. <laughs> Well, he's the I freaking said it was chief fine. of police. You should with, have called nine one one. Chief of police with forty years experience. He he trumps you a little bit. <laughs> We're here to serve. <laughs> I know where I stand. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Uh, we pray for your safety. We appreciate uh, we appreciate your service, all of you, and uh, you know have fun this weekend. Later, right? You bet. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Kiel. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I started laughing the other day. You were, I don't know if you texted me or if we were talking about it. And you, you said, what time, do you know what time the streets close? Because I got to hunker down. And yeah. I was like, wait, what? What? 
Oh, yeah, because you're like between all the... Now, I can typically get out onto um, Preston, but at some point when the parade comes around and they're back and they're back on Preston to go back, they shut that down too. So I'm literally... And I don't want to go to Shreveport-Barksdale because the crowds. So I have to be... I'm kind of bunkered in there for a little mm-hmm. while. And so I have to make sure I've got everything I need if I'm cooking or whatever. So I got I to gotta know when they're going to close Shreveport-Barksdale. So they said... 12.30 was what she said, right? They're shutting it down. 12.30, hard, hard, right. hard time, mm-hmm. yeah. They're going to start, I think, uh, along the parkway at noon. Right. Some of the shutdowns. But then 12.30, I think everything will be shut down, including East Kings Highway. Yeah, they're going to close so it all down. All of that, yeah. So and then can, no motorized, like no four-wheelers. That's a big thing. People bring their four-wheelers out there and ride up and down and, you know, just... Uh, Watching the crowd. And I can understand that. No four-wheelers. You got kids running around. You got, you know. People are throwing the football and they're running, chasing balls. And and, and the the four-wheeler, it could get dangerous. So just, and we'll post all these rules. They're going to send us everything they talked about. So we'll put all that at keelnews.com and on the Keel app so you can see it all. And it's kind of the same thing for the following two weekends too. Highland Parade's a little bit different in that it rolls through a neighborhood. So they'll, you know, things will be a bit different for that. But they're going to come back next week to talk about uh, Gemini and um, Highland Parade. So it's a it's a big weekend I, here. It's it's going to be interesting. I just uh, with with the predicted weather, I, I don't think they're going to have to worry about a lot of what we talked about. Right, right. You know, unfortunately, it, yeah. It was good to hear the chief talking about the other forces that are coming in: state police, probation, yeah. and parole, and that they're not just going to be sitting at the you know, the barricades and the intersections directing traffic or anything. I mean, they're actually going to be walking the route. They have full patrolling. arrest powers. Mm-hmm. They're going to so, be doing exactly what SPD officers are doing. Right. And Caddo deputies. So they're going to have a full contingent. And they have enough so that the folks that are working the African-American History Parade in the morning mm-hmm. won't have to turn around and work the Centaur Parade in the in the afternoon. So that, that was good to hear. I was worried some of those officers were going to pull double duty with the two parades. But... That won't have to happen for any of them, it doesn't look like. So it's good news. It's uh, it, it's a shame the weather's going to be like it is. Um, I, I wonder, you know, how that will f- affect the economic impact. Obviously, the crews have already, you know, they've already made their investments mm-hmm. uh, in, in the throws and the, their, you know, the costumes and the right. themes and the floats. And uh, But you know, will that affect... Hotel rooms, is that yeah. going to affect restaurant business, uh, and, and, shopping? And, and look, somebody texted me this morning and said, look, it's rained at these parades before. It's I've snowed ridden in at them. these. I've ridden yeah. in them during a rain. People show up. People and, are going to show that's up. That's right. They people are, are going to put up their tents. They're going to, you know, they're going to have their umbrellas. They'll have their rain gear on. People will come out. It's not going to be empty. Now, will it be as big a crowd as you could? You would love? No. Right. But it's still going to roll. They roll rain, shine, rain, snow, sleet, whatever. They roll. Um, so moving it to another day is not an option. They're going to roll, and they'll have the the security out there to keep to to watch for them. But again, just things are a little different, and the temperature is going to be about in the 60s, low 60s. It looks like, which is a little chilly. So you need to bundle <sighs> up a little bit. If it's raining, that makes it even colder. So it, just it could, it could be, be raining and in the 20s. No, don't say so, that. No, yeah. no, no. I'm saying sixties are, are going to be, you oh. know, that's that's much preferable. And and you know what? If it's raining and some people don't show up, guess what? That's more stuff you get to catch because the 
but folks are going to be throwing it. I mean, they're right. they're going to be very generous. They're going to be like, oh, we don't have as big a crowd, so we can throw more than we normally would. Because I know as a former rider, you would kind of pace yourself because you don't want to run out of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so now when you realize there's not as big a crowd, you can just start throwing all kinds of stuff, throwing them cups and teddy bears and all the good <laughs> stuff. Get it out there. I'd be curious um, if, if you're listening is this going to change your plans? Oh, yeah. Let us know on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Um, no, we got family. We're going to go. We're going to have a good time. Or mm-hmm. no, I'm going to, it's raining. I'm going to stay home and watch Netflix. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. curious to know what the, what the consensus true. is. Yeah, true. So, uh, so, yeah, let us know on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710keel.com. Mark it. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty also on the free Keel app. That's how you get in touch with us through the Shreveport Security Systems message board on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Caddo Parish Sheriff Candidate John Nicholson joining us. John, good morning, sir. Good morning to you both. And let me and let me state uh, we also reached out to Caddo uh, Parish Sheriff Candidate Henry Whitehorn. Uh, to extend him the same invitation, and he did not answer our call, so we have not heard back from him. Uh, so, John, you're getting ready for the big debate on Channel 3, is that right? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. You're, well, look, you'll until, be uh, by yourself. And, and until Jeff Mineport called me yesterday, I thought that's what we were doing, but apparently Mr. Whitehorn has better things to do. Now, than share with voters his vision for the sheriff's office. Now, prior to the the um, the runoff, you guys participated in several forums. Is that am I incorrect in assuming that or remembering that incorrectly? Uh, no, you're exactly right. We uh, we sat down and discussed the issues for voters in a variety of settings, and every invitation I received to participate in an event with Mr. Walkhorn, uh, I accepted because it's important for voters to know. Uh, the candidates that they're choosing from uh, in the voting booth. For Mr. Whitehorn to say he has 40 years experience and such, I'm quoting, it is impossible to have a serious conversation with someone who has zero zero law enforcement experience. Therefore, Mr. Whitehorn will not be participating in any debates or forums with John Nicholson. Um, Sad to hear that, I guess. I guess for you, too. Look, I, I think it's incredibly unfortunate. This is the most important election in the generation in this parish. Uh, and if Mr. Whitehorn is unwilling to have a public discussion about the policies that he plans to in- implement if he were to be elected, that should be a reason for great concern for voters because that's really what this is about. You know, voters have to choose between two candidates who, for the past eight months now, have articulated very different visions the sheriff's office. Uh, Mr. Whitehorn don't want to talk about his. Uh, that's a reason we should all be worried. I, John, help me if I'm wrong here. If I'm the big law enforcement experience guy and I have all this experience and I'm claiming you don't and therefore I can't even talk to you about it, I'd debate you all day because I can wipe the floor with you. That's what I would be thinking. Am I wrong? Look, the reason that my opponent does not want to get on a stage and debate me is because, frankly, he says different things depending on who he's talking to on the campaign trail. Let me give you an example. 
after the November election, when he and his supporters thought they had won, uh, Josh Williams, his campaign manager, and Mr. Washhorn, some other folks, gave a very lengthy video interview on the Internet. And one of the things that Josh Williams said, who, by the way, also managed Adrian Perkins' campaign for mayor years ago, was that when Mr. Whitehorn took office in July as sheriff, he and the DA would have the overcrowding problem at Caddick Correctional Center solved by Labor Day, 60 days later. Mm. If Mr. Whitehorn's intention is to let hundreds of criminals out on the street in 60 days in conjunction with our DA, the public needs to understand that. And he knows that if he gets on the stage with me that I'm going to talk about the policies he has advocated and voters are not going to like what they hear. There will be some who say your voters did not show up in November. How are you planning to change that? We're less than 60 days out now. Uh, what are you doing to change that? Uh, we are working every day to remind people that this race is going to be incredibly close and that every vote uh, from every member of voters' families and households matters. Uh, my voters, we believe, saw the 10-point lead I had in October, and some of them, frankly, thought that the race was over. Uh, and that uh, that caused some of them not to show up. Uh, we're making sure that people understand that they've got to actually show up to the polls and vote. Uh, John Nicholson, candidate for Caterpillar Sheriff. John, one of the one of the issues that that you brought forth is also uh, Whitehorn's experience as Perkins CAO, and uh, it was purported that you know it's really your lack of law enforcement experience is not the real issue. He doesn't. He just doesn't want to debate you and have these issues brought up. Well, look, I knew the game that Mr. Whitehorn was going to run in this campaign when I sat down with somebody back in July and they handed me uh, a push card that Whitehorn's campaign had written up for him and listed all the experience that he talks about, but the experience that left off and said nothing about was his service in the Perkins administration. Look, I didn't sit with Mr. Whitehorn earlier in his career. I didn't know him then. But I know him well from having served as a council member with him while he was a chief administrative officer of the city of Shreveport. And I know the terrible policies that that administration pushed. We've talked, and I will talk again as often as you'll let me, about the fact that when Mr. Whitehorn was the CAO of the city, the Perkins administration tried to give $10 million to a completely unqualified contractor to handle recycling for the city. He sat silent for months and months while that was debated. He did nothing to prevent that from happening. You know, it was only the efforts uh, of, of myself and several councilmen who prevented $10 million from walking out the door. If he, if he functioned that way as CAO of the city, how is he going to be as the sheriff of our parish? We've got to prevent this, and I'm doing everything I can to make sure they didn't have the opportunity. John, are you convinced we're all hearing that Perkins and possibly Shanerica Flemings and others from the Perkins administration could have roles in a Whitehorn Sheriff's Department? Are you hearing that? What are you? What do you know for true? What do you suspect will happen? Well, uh, I know that when I walked out of the courtroom during our successful election challenge in which we defended election integrity in Caddo Parish and the state of Louisiana, when I walked out of the courtroom one day, I looked up and I saw Chenerica Flemings and Lynn Braggs 
and Adrian Perkins huddled around Mr. Whitehorn in the middle of that election suit. So uh, they are close to him. They are advising him. Uh, many of the same people who were part of the Perkins administration are right in the middle of it with Mr. Whitehorn now. And I fully expect that if he is elected, some of those folks are going to find their way into the sheriff's office. Policies that he will change that could have a harmful impact on Caddo Parish that you're worried about. Yeah, so let's, uh, I've mentioned Caddo Correctional Center, mm -hmm. uh, and we all know that uh, there's an overcrowding problem because the facility is designed for 1,070 people, and it's holding about 1,500 on most days. The reason for that principally is that it's taking way too long for cases to be processed in district court in this parish, as long as five years and a few cases at the outside. Uh, Mr. Whitehorn's campaign manager said right after the November election that they're going to solve that problem somehow in 60 days, which would involve releasing hundreds of people into our community. Uh, another issue that we have talked about, another policy difference, is that Mr. Whitehorn, despite all his years of law enforcement experience, uh, has said again and again that he will not allow deputies to stop and frisk individuals suspected of dangerous crimes. And I pushed him on that, and you have as well, not you, because he won't come on your show, but we talked about the mm -hmm. fact that deputies have uh, an absolute constitutional right to stop a person suspected of a crime and to frisk them for weapons if they're suspected reasonably of being armed. When Mr. Whitehorn says he won't let deputies do that, he is making clear to the public that he's going to implement a policy that makes our community less safe and our deputies less safe. I mean, if you are a deputy or a police officer in this city listening to me right now, think about what it would mean if you were not allowed to frisk a dangerous criminal for weapons when you encountered that person. You would be putting your life at risk uh, in a way that would be inexcusable. And then lastly, uh, although there are others, the, the, the third that I've got marked down for this discussion is one of the things Mr. Whitehorn has said again and again on the campaign trail is that he would like to see us use some of the sheriff's reserve funds, what he characterizes as reserve funds, tens of millions of dollars that are held for the operations of the sheriff's office and for law enforcement. He wants to use those for various social programs. And, and look, when I, when I point that out and say that is not what we need to do, understand I am all for addressing the long-term causes of crime. Mm -hmm. I'm all for making sure that people uh, have enough to eat and get good educations. Um, and, and as a council member, you both will remember, I supported many of those initiatives. In some cases with millions of dollars uh, from taxpayers because I thought it was money well spent. But that is not the job of the sheriff, right? The job of the sheriff and his deputies is to enforce the law and to make sure that criminals understand if they engage in dangerous or harmful conduct in our community, there will be swift and certain consequences. We cannot afford a sheriff who does not understand that or is not willing to implement policies that will accomplish that. John Nicholson, candidate for sheriff. I invite you again today to come in with Chief Whitehorn. Together, I'm sure you will say yes. We will again ask him. He can come by himself with you. It's an open room. I'm sure you'll be there. I appreciate that, and I will. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, John. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel.
I want I want to. I'm changing gears. I'm downshifting. Okay. I'm changing lanes. You asked me earlier this morning off off the air if I go like to the Super Bowl a, a Super Bowl party, right? Or you would know, you go to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the Super Bowl, right? And have a couple of brewskis and cheer with the crowd and all that. The Super Bowl, I'm I'm not as opposed to something like that, especially when it's I, I couldn't care less about the outcome. Hmm. But I, I've had people like, you know, hey, come over. We're all going to watch the LSU game. I don't know. I'm the, because, I'm, no, because you people don't watch the game. Mm-hmm. You want to talk and you want to, you know, chat and or or even or Aaron, someone to play games and stuff. I'm like, I want to watch the game. Right. I can't concentrate on the game at a watch party. My problem, Mike, and I'm, I'm sorry to admit this on the air, but my problem is I'm kind of nutty, especially what? during an LSU game. I'm oh, kind of yeah. nutty, yeah. and I can't let people see that. I mean, it, that would, they would be like, that woman's crazy. I remember years ago, uh, uh, a nephew once said, I'm not going to Mike's house during the Saints game, <laughs> you know, because I get nuts. Like you said, I, right? I, I get, I was... Not so much anymore, especially with the Saints. I still do with LSU. Oh, I try yeah. not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to tell myself it's just a game. It's, it's just, right. This does not affect your life yes. in the long run. Exactly. But I still do get emotionally involved, mm-hmm. and, and, and I cannot be fun. No. If it's not going my way. And, yeah. and that kind of made me sad in, in a way, you know. But then, on the other hand, it's like, Okay, good, because I don't want to go to people's house and watch the game. I, I want to be able to watch the game. Right, and I get invited, as you will too. I mean, you do too, I'm sure. you invited to a Super Bowl party or two. And right. I have in the past, I have popped in. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll drop by. But I'm, typically if I go, I don't even watch the game. I'll just pop in, grab something to eat, say hi to a few people, and then I'll mosey. Um, and then I'll go watch the game in my own place, you know, my own time. Because I want to see the game. What, and yeah. I and if, if somebody comes over and chit-chats with you and there was just a big interception, I'm going to look at that person and I'm going to be angry at them. <laughs> be like, you just came and chit-chatted and there was a big play and that I just, I just missed. missed. It. I just missed it. And if yeah. I want to back it up, well, everybody else doesn't want to back it up because they're watching the game. <laughs> You know, and there, and so it's like yeah. I want to have control of the remote. Can I go to a Super Bowl party where I, when I walk in the door, I get the remote? Right, and everybody okay. else has to shut everybody up. Everybody has to follow my run. If I want to see that commercial again, I'm going to back it up. I want to see that commercial again, or I want to see that. They don't give you the remote at their Super Bowl party, and they, they bring just you don't. wings. And sausage balls as, yeah. as required. Right. And yeah. my adult beverages. I, and I get the good lazy boy, too. Yeah. Right. I, don't, I don't get the chair with my feet don't prop up. No. I've, at your house, if you invite me to the party, I get the lazy boy where the feet prop up good. I get world. somebody bringing me wine and sausage balls. I'm coming to that party. Oh, and I right? have the remote. I have to have the remote. Invite and, me to that party. And you have to have... Where we can back it up. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're not just watching over the antenna live We're not TV. watching live TV. And oh, head to the no. Head to the no. Right. We're slow-moing it. We're doing all that. Yeah. Oh, but I'm crazy. I couldn't go to anybody's party because I'm nuts. <laughs> I well, really am. Same I'm, here. And it's I, getting and worse as I get older. We're so oh, we're so alike in so many ways. Oh, <laughs> trouble. We're trouble. <laughs> oh, 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Well, Chief Smith was in earlier last what last hour. Mm-hmm. You got a text. I did that. You, that made uh, us. That made us laugh. Yeah, this came from uh, Sheriff Prater. <laughs> Sometimes it, he's so funny. <laughs> he says, "Quote: Those earthquakes are serious." As Homeland Security Director, I'm trying to determine exactly whose fault it is. <laughs> Damn, I'm funny," he said. <laughs> <laughs> Whose fault it Whose is? Fault it is. Get yeah, it? You get it. Fault. Oh, Prater, Prater. <laughs> Good Lord, we need to have him come in. He needs to come hang out with us. I've, yeah, the door is always open. Yeah, he he. Uh, God, that's funny. <laughs> we apparently had another quake in Blanchard. Are I you saw serious? some people posting there was another one yesterday or day before in, in Blanchard. So I, you think people are just going, hey, let's and maybe maybe a little too much uh <laughs> imbibing. I don't know. Maybe maybe a real earthquake. I don't know. Get homeland security on it. Yeah. I, I've been in rooms that were spinning before. Yeah. But uh Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and there was no tornado nearby. Right. But that was, that was years and years ago. Yeah, exactly. Can we do Mardi Gras again? I want to talk about it. Um, you know, it, they're they're rolling rain or shine, and they've rolled in rain before. So, right. you know, it's uh, come on. Oh, yeah. Come on it, it down. Rain's nothing new at Mardi Gras. We understand that. Right, yeah. It's just this is going to, it looks like it's definitely going to rain unless day. something changes. Mm-hmm. But still, go on out and enjoy it. It's a big parade. It's a big one. 1017 FM 710 Keel. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I know you want to talk about Mardi Gras. I just got it. Did Apple change their contacts? I'm like like blocking and unblocking contacts. I don't know. I don't even see block contact option anymore. Mm, I'm just I'm not curious. Sure. I'm not sure. My my update did something on mine too, where it looks different. My contacts names look different, and some of the pictures so they must weren't have changed. Something they've changed. They always do, and I don't understand why they make some changes when when you get those auto updates and right. they just tweak things that. I, you know, for the younger crowd, maybe it's great and all that, but I just like my things like I'm used to them. And I don't want you to tweak my things every t- That sounds really weird. I don't want everything changing all the don't time. Don't tweak Aaron's things. Don't tweak my things every two months or whatever it is. It's just nuts for me. But anyway, 
Mardi so Gras. Can you go? Yeah. So that's not tweaking, is it? Well, they're, they're closing the roads uh, starting at noon, kind of floating down 1230. It's the hard time for their, all the roads will be closed. That includes... That Shreveport-Marksdale Highway mm-hmm. and East Kings Highway yep. going toward Preston. 12.30, they'll be closed. And Clyde Fant will be the first to close, yeah. Clyde Fant, yeah, they'll start mm-hmm. closing on Clyde Fant. She said, uh, uh, and I say she, Janice Daly, uh, captain with the police department, said uh, around noon they're going to start closing on Clyde Fant, mm-hmm. uh, especially like the family area right up in the front. Right. Now, you cannot remind yourself, you cannot go out and mark off spots the night before. You can only start marking off your spots along the parkway at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. Right. If you put stuff out there on Friday night, they're going to do what? (laughs) Pick up and dispose of. Yeah. So don't go put any of that yellow tape or, you know, any barricades up in an area you want to walk mark off. Right. Because they're going to just take it down and it'll be gone. If you get up and get out there by 7 o'clock, you should be able to get whatever space, you Mm -hmm. know. Or here's near, the, yeah, nearby. Here, here's the secret. Go with two cars, 7 o'clock. Go out with your roped off stuff in one car. Put your car up there. Rope off your car. And then come back later. And you'll have your space there. Your car will be sitting there. And you'll be good to go. So, What I, if they dispose, they pick up and dispose of your car? No, go at 7. You know, go out at 7. Right. Put your car out there. And then... You're, it's ready, and you're marked off, and you don't have to sit out there all day. If you don't want to sit out in the rain all day, you'll have your spot where you can go back at Can noon you park or, a car there, though? Some of the places you can. Some like of the along places, the parkway? Yeah, some of the places you can put a car. No but, pun um, intended. Yeah, it, it's one of those things. It's just a. It's going to be a big party. We hope everybody's on their best behavior. We understand they'll be drinking and people having fun, having a good time. We get that. But we just hope that, you know... We remember to be safe. Remember and, and be courteous over the other guys. Those beads are worth a nickel maybe. Not even that. Not even that. Not even a nickel. So yeah. please don't fight children over beads or moon pies or whatever it is. Be courteous, kind, and forgiving. Yes, thank you. Gentle and loving each day. <laughs> you remember that song? I do not. Steve Martin. I do not. From the 70s. <laughs> My grandmother used to sing me a song. Oh, my God. Sorry. But it, it I is, digress. This is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, parade in the state. Uh, Centaur's got a lot of floats. They have a lot of crew members. They're going to throw a monster party. People are coming rain or shine from all across the area. There are people coming from lots of out-of-state st- out visitors. Um, just be sure we're good to each other. That's the only thing. And if you if you get have too much to drink, take a break. Go sit down a minute. Go get something to eat. Get you a hot dog. Get whatever, and just chill. Well, also, in, in, in especially like around uh, the East Kings Highway in the Broadmoor area, be mindful of parking on those side streets. Mm-hmm. Going yes. up, some of those streets are more narrow than others. Right, and they're going to restrict parking on on one side of the streets to allow. Uh, emergency vehicles, the larger ones like fire trucks and ambulances to be able to get through. Yes, exactly. And please observe that. Right, definitely. And it, and, and there are the no-throw zones, which is by the railroad bridge over Stoner, then getting on to um, Shreveport-Barksdale, and then getting over to East Kings, make them transition. Those are no-throw areas, so don't even 
try to camp out there and thinking you're going to get a lot of stuff. If you want to watch the crowds, it's a good spot. You can set up there if you don't want any stuff. Mm-hmm. Set up there, watch the crowds. You'll have your own private area, and you can watch a good good parade and see a lot of folks. No um, motorized vehicles on the route. Once they close the roads, no four-wheelers. And that includes electric vehicles, Yes, exactly. You can't be running up and down the streets on those four-wheelers or motorcycles or whatever. They're going to say no, and they're going to get you off the road. A lot of extra forces are coming in town. They said... Um, Probation and parole. Mm-hmm. From all over the state. Mm-hmm. State police are coming. Uh, of course, Caddo Sheriff and Shreveport Police will be patrolling. They kind of got a joint force put together. Going to be watching the whole parade route and got a lot. Uh, he didn't say a lot about it, but sounds like we got a lot of cameras. A lot of cameras. Aaron, that was hilarious mm-hmm. because he said there will be monitoring along the parade route. Yes. So I thought, okay, where are, you know, are there existing crime cameras? So and I asked him, are, are these new cameras or are you installing some? He said, yes. You are correct. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're okay. So there are a bunch of cameras. And then didn't say anything else about right. it. Right. He doesn't want everybody to know where they all are. I, but I, they, again, I understand and have no yep. problem with that. And that, that's a good thing then because then you can be proactive. If you see a crowd starting to get, you know, a little bit sure. out of control, you can send more officers over there and go, look, y'all need to break this up. You need to go your separate ways. Because who among us hasn't seen people getting a little rowdy? At a Mardi Gras parade, bowing up, you know, I'm a buster, I'm in cursing at each other and getting, you know. I think people would be surprised if you were to be aware of the number of times you appear on a camera throughout oh, just the course of your normal day. Absolutely. You're everywhere. Just the course of your normal day. Mm-hmm. Security cameras, ring cameras, you know. Yep. <laughs> Traffic cameras, mm-hmm. you'd probably be surprised. Yeah, watch picking that nose. Somebody's watching. Your money now next, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. One oh one seven FM, 710 Keel. Mike and McCarty. Might have to vote you off the island. I might have to vote Ruben off the island too. I'm not sure. Um, you <laughs> Why? Get, you get Why? on. You get on an escalator. It's going. Okay. It's going up. Okay. Do you walk up? Do you keep moving with the escalator? Well, sure. Yeah. Okay, you're voted off the island. <laughs> it depends on if other people are on there. If I'm on an escalator, just you know, no. it's just me. I'm I'm standing there. I'm standing, not walking. Yeah, up. chilling. Yeah. yeah. It's a chill time. Okay, I understand, but some of us want to keep moving. That's the only exercise we get during the day. Most of us want to, well, then use the damn stairs. (laughs) Escalators for those of us who want to chill. We didn't say we want to go nuts with exercise. (laughs) And then those moving moving walkways at the airports. I love those. I've never even been on one. Really? Those are so fun I've, if you don't never, bust your face right. getting I've, off of it. I've never flown commercially, so, I mean, apparently they're only at airports. Yeah, they're only at airports. But please tell me, Martindale, you're not the one that's getting on there and you're walking with it? Oh, heck yeah. Come on. That is such a cool feeling. Why? That, that the sidewalk is moving and you're trucking right along. Oh, heck yeah. 
No, I want to just move over to the right and just chill. I want to get to the gate. I don't want to dilly-dally. And anybody that wants to walk to the left of me, well, go ahead, but I'm going to trip you. Yeah, if you don't want to walk, <laughs> fine. I understand. Not not judging, but move over. Stay to yeah. the right. We, I stay to the right. And, and I feel the same way about escalators. If you want to, if you don't want to go, fine, but move over. Oh, I'm not even moving over. That's my piece of ground. I'm holding on. I'm holding on to both sides, and I'm blocking you. You gotta wait. I'll yeah. move over on the moving walkway. So, but, you, but but not on an escalator. Not on no. Why? Why? Because it ain't wide enough. You're gonna bump into me. You're gonna bump my bag. Whatever. You're gonna get. You're gonna be in my personal space. Keep your ass behind me. You can wait ten seconds. Did uh, I say I, a bad word? I, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and now I will uh, be completely still on a down escalator. Every now and then I'll try and walk up, rush the up escalator, but I have vertigo. So if I'm going down, I get dizzy. So I have to stay still. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. wow. I, I knew a woman who used to work here who get, couldn't get on an escalator. She was so scared. Right. She would has her whole group that she's with is on the escalator going up, and she's hesitating to step on it because she's afraid she's gonna like that scene in Elf. Yes, when he couldn't get on, he she, she literally you'd look back and she's not on it yet, and you're almost to the top, and you're like, what are you doing? Even to one point where you had to go down the other escalator and help her get on it. Right. It was very bizarre. She was very scared of escalophobia. Is it a thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. Surprisingly common. Escalophobia. Escalophobia. Who knew? Now, I was. we were in Washington, D.C., and the escalators going down to the subway uh-huh. are long. Like at the convention center. Yeah. They, yeah, right. but even, even, and now you're going, you know, down and down. Underground, right. And one of our party was, is, is claustrophobic. Oh boy! And 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 the farther we down we were going, she more and more. You know, you could just tell. Oh no! Just freaking out. It was. Ooh we. I don't know how you. I don't know how you. Yeah. You know, help somebody with with that. Right. Well, I just know I'm parking my booty on an escalator and a moving walkway, and I ain't moving. <laughs> I'm waiting till I get off. And you come on and move, but if you walk on the sidewalk, what's fun is when you get off. You, you're, yeah, it's you're, weird. You're, you're it walking. Weird, it's yes. like, wait, wait. <laughs> My kids used to get on the, the one in Dallas, the walkway, the wrong way. They wanted to see if they could get to the other end on the, going the wrong way. If they could run fast enough. We used to try to struggle. run up the down escalator at Sears. Oh yeah. In Mall St. Vincent. Oh yeah. To see who could get up. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> oh, oh, tomorrow, boy. by the way, Paul Young's going to join us talking about the uh, juvenile court investigation going on. Mm -hmm. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Keel.